When they're just ready, ready, ready to break big, Wayne on picked up a. It was an induction notice for Greg. You know, to get drafted. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we got to get you out of the draft. You know, we're breaking big. Here, you know? So what are we gonna do? Well, you can't fake that you're gay because we're Southern boys and that won't fly. <laughs> and uh, only thing we can think of do is shoot you in the foot. And uh, they go, okay, they agree on it. So the next day, you know, comes the ceremony to shoot Greg in the foot, and he's like, hey man, I, I don't know if it's a good idea or not to <laughs> shoot me in the foot. It's a true story. He said, I don't, I don't know if it's a good idea, you know, to shoot me in the foot. I'm having second thoughts. I mean, it was all right at five in the morning. We were all fucked up, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking, <laughs> rethinking this idea. And uh, Dwayne looks at him and says, uh, no, man, it's too late, man. We've already, we've already voted some women, and they've got to have a show. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot him in the foot? Yeah. <laughs> and one of that woman was Cher, and they ended up getting married. <laughs> all right, thanks for uh, tuning oh, in. Oh, yeah, we're going. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> what were you going to make a phone call? Yeah, no, no, I have, a, I have a message. Okay, you want to listen we're, to it? It's so funny. Oh, all right. Can I just play the, the little bit? Sure. Now? Can we play it on the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead, and then I'll introduce everybody. You play it. We'll decide if it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> We're still out there making a big bucks off the off the awesome. literary it was efforts. Funny. Yeah, it was but, funny. But Mitch, right. Mitch, Schneider. Mitch, Mitch Schneider, Mitch Schneider, Mitch Schneider. That's my friend Maurice, who's a sound man, uh-huh. who did the sound for I Am Comic for all the interviews that mm-hmm. Rich did yeah. for the movie. Okay, and he loves Rich, and so he's out at a bookstore. He sees the movie. He calls me and gets his name so bastardized. <laughs> I remember Maurice. But he's holding the book. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah, he's holding the book, couldn't even look at it. Couldn't even bother looking at it, man. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's get some introductions. First of all, thanks for tuning back into uh, Road Stories. Uh, real quick, I want to say one thing. Like us on the Facebook page for Road Stories um, for several reasons, and I know a lot of you already have. A, I post uh, comic sets, so you'll see some of the comics today's sets on there. Um, I po- And I also... Uh, post news about the show you know we were down for three weeks because we had a death in the family and uh i know funny stuff right rich and (laughs) and somebody uh posted on itunes hey this is a great show but how can we stop doing shows for three weeks so to avoid anything like that just go ahead and like us on the facebook page we'll let you know what's up and uh, but i do appreciate you saying it was funny so thanks a lot and thanks for all the reviews on itunes and when you when you um edit this uh-huh. and you talk about the death in your family yeah. will you do a wacky sound effect like oh <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and like us and keep those uh, reviews coming I, I, I really appreciate them as long as they're good joining us today on the I've been trying to get all three of you guys in, in different uh, in different uh, ways here and they all came on the same time so sitting to uh, audio right uh, very funny girl. We worked at uh, the Ice House together a few months ago. We did. That was great. You killed. Thank uh, you. You know her from for last that, for last comic. You did. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't blow smoke up your ass. Uh, I know her from last comic Be standing silly. and from Amarillo, Texas. I'm miss, I'm I am. Yes. Yeah, originally from Amarillo, Texas. The very funny Kristen <laughs> Key. Kristen Key joins us. Thank you very much, Kristen. Thank you. <laughs> and sitting across from her, very funny comedian turned director um, and writer, I believe. Occasionally. Okay. And uh, I believe I remember seeing you on Half Hour Comedy Hour. 
if you, you want to go back that far. Did you sure. do half hour comedy hour? I'm I on Hulu so. now. That's what oh, I like to say. Oh, yeah? I'm All on right. YouTube now. Well, he's on YouTube. Forget those. <laughs> Forget the A-list on Comedy <laughs> yeah, Central. Right. This dude's got his own YouTube channel. Um, Same green jacket with shoulder pads. So. <laughs> I have that jacket. Yeah. Uh, uh, director of I Am Comic. Really excellent movie. Thank I you. enjoyed. Uh, Jordan Brady joins us today. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Who turns out lives uh, two, two minutes from my house. Yeah. Very coincidental. Our neighborhood. Jay, you know Jay Larson? No, he's a comic. He lives not too far from you, as a matter of fact. Let's go get him. <laughs> Let's get him over here. And then across from the table, uh, the star of I Am Comic, uh, the author of the book we just heard about, uh, I Killed. Right. Right. Stories That's of right. the Road. That's right. Stories of the Road. Uh, very funny guy. Uh, did Letterman, Carson, and Leno. Right. That's right. Uh, the very I do some research. The trifecta. That's right. Yeah, the, the trifecta. trifecta of comedy. That's right. The trifecta of comedy. Rich, uh, sorry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was going so well. I know. I got hung up on the on the on the on the on the T in your name that Rich throws me every time. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, you I should have changed us. my name a long time ago. Arsenio, did you do Arsenio? Yeah, I did Arsenio. Byron Allen. Yep. Uh, which there Byron? wasn't a Merv Griffin. There wasn't anything back there to. <laughs> To be done that I didn't do. I love it. Which Byron Allen? The yeah, the, 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 one, the, the comics unleashed. unleashed? Yeah. yeah, how was that? Unleashed. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you put a bunch of comics who don't know themselves each other out there, you know, and they're mm-hmm. they're just jumping over each other's lines, and it's it was fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, did you do it? Yeah, Brian Callen and uh, oh great. Uh, Darren Carter, the party starter. Oh, sure, the party yeah. starter. Oh, yeah, I know Darren Carter, the party <laughs> yeah, starter. Yeah, Darren Carter, the party yeah, starter. Nice I'm doing the Canyon Club, but the party starter next Saturday. I think as every a time you say that, you have to say Darren Carter, the, the party starter. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember one time somebody, intro- the MC introduced him, and they didn't call him the party starter. Oh, no. He and shouldn't he- have gone on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Which Darren Carter are you talking about? Oh, the party starter, Darren Carter. I, I've never been on the Byron Allen programs, but I have to say, he is like the human bad segue. <laughs> oh, so like you tell a story about you know well, flossing your teeth, and then he'll go. Now, Rich, you were telling me about the police. You had some trouble. <laughs> that's well, the show. That's exactly that's what the happens. show. And then comics are you know how comics are bad sitting watching another yeah. comic do their jokes anyway. Yeah. So they're just like you know they're look bored, they're looking around, or they're jumping in on the lines, you know, with something of their own. Yeah. Well, we've often said on the show. Flying. <laughs> tell us. No, tell us about your T-ball story, Darren. <laughs> Where did you get started, Rich? I started in Washington D.C. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a. It was back when there were these little clubs open. Or it was like the late seventies. There was just kind of like popping up over the country. There was mm-hmm. sort of like a a mood growing, you know, before the eighties explosion. And there was a place called El Brookman's that was down in in Anacostia, southeast Washington D.C. This little white country western bar. Louis Black started there. Myself, oh, Kevin okay. Rooney, Ron Zimmerman, a bunch of comics. And, uh, Went on and had careers in comedy. And, and then uh, there was a place called Garvin's that opened up in Northwest. And I went mm-hmm. there. And then I moved to New York City. Around what year did you move to New York? I moved to New York, I think it was like 78. Oh, okay. Like so it was, you were there wasn't for long that. after. Yeah. And then 78, 79, something like that. And then uh, I was there for the explosion. Yeah. You know, when, when all of a sudden the clubs open up, they go, hey, come out in Middle Force. You get out there and they go, how are you doing? What's your headline now? You know, <laughs> I got 15 minutes. Headline. <laughs> You're a headliner now. Was that, how was that, did that boom creep up on you or could you see it coming? No, no, you just, it was just, it, you know, we were doing these Jersey gigs, you know, for $50 yeah. and just trying to, just trying to, you know, keep your apartment going and, and not have to take a day job or work too many day jobs. You right, know? right. Then all of a sudden, like I said, this, these clubs started popping up like crazy, you know, you'd go out to do one and, uh, and, and you do another and they were open in Canada and everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, literally I went out there to open for a guy 
who was um, the headliner from Los Angeles. And after the first night, they flip-flopped us. And they said, you're the headliner now. And uh, <laughs> I go, really? I go, yeah. And then I was the headliner. And then I was like a headliner. Then other clubs call up and they go, yeah, he's a headliner. Bring him out. Well, it must and have sucked for the headliner. It did suck for him. It really <laughs> did. But uh, the club owner smoothed it over with a couple lines of cocaine, which was oh, the, there you, go. you know, the transitory mode of you know, moving any kind of mood back then. <laughs> you know, he was all disappointed. And they said, look, you're going to be real loud. This is terrible. You can't let this back to L.A. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Who was uh, who was around back then when you uh, when you hit New York? Well, the, the big acts in New York were like Jerry Seinfeld and Larry Miller, and um, there were a lot of comics who who were getting ready to move. Chris Albrecht, who eventually headed HBO, mm-hmm. became an agent, and he took a lot of guys with him from from New York, like Rick Overton, and a lot of guys back out to L.A. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I was there, and there was um, Gilbert Gottfried was uh, the tough act to follow. He was the yeah. act that like when I first got spots at the Improv, there I had to follow Gilbert. And uh, it was like, it was, you know, he had that Tony character, the Brooklyn comic. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that character. He'd go, he'd go, why, why did the chicken cross the road? Because it's a fucking chicken. Who got fucking cares why a chicken <laughs> crossed the fucking road? You know, and he'd do all these jokes. He'd break them down. You know, hey, waiter, there's a fly in my soup. What the fuck? You think I put the fly in your soup? You know, <laughs> it was Gilbert, man. He was just, he was wild. I didn't know Chris Albrecht was uh, was an agent. He was just, he before he was an HBO agent. He ran the Improv for, in New York. Oh, really? Then he became an was agent. It door guy, or so, I mean, he managed it. Manager, he managed manager, the Improv. Yeah. When Bud moved out to L.A., mm-hmm. you know, to open up the L.A. Improv, yeah. and then Chris Albrecht and uh, and Howard Klein, who's a big producer on television mm-hmm. now, uh, they they were the manager and assistant manager at the Improv there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all, all the the you know Barry Diamond and 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 Lane Boozer, they'd Barry all moved. Diamond. Yeah, they were big acts <laughs> back in New York. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah. I think we found a segue there into Christian Key's first story. Yeah. He's, I don't know if it's Barry Diamond, work the, with him as a... The, the big yeah, guy. big guy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's always yeah. like, oh, I like your act. You want to fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time I worked with him, I think twice, it was just like, oh, you're very sweet. I like you. Let's have lunch. Want to fuck? How about right now? Snuggle? How about we just snuggle? How about just the tip? I'm like, Barry, you know I'm not going to fuck you. Okay. How about now? You want to fuck? It's like, oh, the joke that just doesn't ever get old to him. <sighs> I remember uh, when I used to uh, perform at the comedy store, Barry Dymo would come in and he would open with a... Uh, He'd open with a song, and the disco ball would come out, and then he would do ten minutes of jokes and close with another song. Yeah. Then when he was closing with two songs. Oh yeah. Or no, he opened and closed. Yeah, because he closes "Walking in Memphis." Yeah, yeah. And Still he, does. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Well, he really likes that song. Yeah, he sings, sings it seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he likes that uh, that four non blonde song. I, I can't. What's what's going hey, on? Or. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He opened with, and every, it's funny, kind of watch the people in the back as they're like. Oh, is he, he's serious. Yeah. He's serious. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's he's a comic disease, man, yeah. when you start singing seriously on stage. <laughs> What's going on? I have a quick yeah. question. Yeah. Can we say fuck on the show? Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. have a couple we're, times. I just was We're going to have to. We're going to have to. That ship has sailed, if you haven't noticed. Just checking. <laughs> we weren't going to, but then Kristen opened her mouth. He did it first. I, heard, I can tell. I don't mean to point fingers, but it was him. He did it, the old I guy. I did. I yes. did Gilbert he Godfrey. It first. You're right. You're right, Kristen. <laughs> and where'd so you... we can only say fuck if we do it as Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was only in character. <laughs> Where'd you get started, Jordan? I started it uh, in the basement of Matt's British Pub in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. and And this was in uh, 80... I'm going to say 84. Mm-hmm. So if Rich was paddling as the comedy wave started to swell, I was dropped from a helicopter right as it was breaking. Oh, okay. And just, Wah! 
just caught off like, you're going to MC because you have a car and you can drive Rich Scheidner to Virginia Beach. If you, if you had a car. Did you car, drive us down? I drove you down. This guy, Eddie Feldman, you know him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I remember him and, and he's a big guy and he's in my car. We're going down there. And Rich was one of the headliners. We'll mm-hmm. come down from New York and... Uh, Rick Overton <laughs> and Larry Miller and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who else? Uh, like Jerry Seinfeld would do the South. I remember opening for him at a uh, Hilton in Greensboro, mm-hmm. like in the banquet room. Road story to that one as the MC slash opener, just a two man show. Mm-hmm. Got a blowjob while I was on stage. <laughs> what? Wow! Yeah, and they went back Barry and closed Diamond? the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> closed the show. How does much that? Satisfying. How does that work? I was young, charming, thin, funny. Well, I, I know. I know how to. In that order, by the way. <laughs> how, but you were on stage. No, 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 no. no, no. no. While Larry I did, I opened up the show. I the same thing, Murray. Okay, like, Chris. Really? And yeah. people while you're on stage. <laughs> Did you, you a whole standing up? Just used a podium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so you I did introduced this, uh, Jerry, okay, and then went into the stairwell of the Hilton. That's a classic in Greensboro, place to get a, uh, and uh, yeah, one of the staff uh, filleted me. Got on one of your staffs. Hello, yeah. wow, that's oh, yeah. amazing. We don't get a you know surprise member too. Did, did, yeah, staff did member of the hotel. Oh, <laughs> well, did I? <laughs> Well, that's you guys who ruined all the all the all the waitresses for us. Oh, there were guys. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that, man. Who can't you can't even get a waitress to talk to you, let alone (laughs) blow you in a stairwell? Although I'm married, I have to put that out there. I don't really try anymore. (laughs) Someone actually told me a story about that that they had heard from my exploits on the road with a waitress and the late John Fox. Oh yeah, and we worked at a club in Mobile, Alabama, and the waitress as a as a uh, five-night-a-week club, you knew as a young man, don't hook up with a waitress on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday because then she want to cling on to you all weekend. So you plant some seeds. Yeah, you really right? strategize Yeah, that. no, I, I had was, it all figured out. I was too out. drunk and high to strategize <laughs> that. No, you always go with a patron just, during the week. I was just in a doomy mode 24-7. Bang early, bang again, exactly. bang often, bang again. Somebody distract me from me. <laughs> the, the, waitress, the waitress that I, I had grown a fondness for we're flirting on mm-hmm. the on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Thursday night comes around, and uh, we're like, ha, 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 and she ends up back at the comedy condo. I walk in the room, and John Fox is fucking her, and she just looks at me, going, "What can I say?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the story someone told me was that he took the he took the banana mm-hmm. from the uh, condo, and he was uh, banana ing. He her? was banana ing her. Wow. Uh, a different waitress, different waitress, same club, okay, same bag of coke. By, by the, the way, you didn't want to follow John Fox into a club after he'd been there because all the waitresses would be on detox when you got there. <laughs> so they looked at you. Are you going to keep us high for another week? And they're on some sort of medication to get rid of whatever the banana. Comes. Yeah. <laughs> John well, Fox was tough to follow in a club for that reason. Listen, I, I did a I did a week with Fox two summers ago, and uh, he had strippers come and bring him drugs, which I, I thought was. Quite impressive. There you go. Finally, all those years paid off. His dividends <laughs> yeah. were returning to him. The investments had finally made good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's your... He ate the banana the next morning was the end of the story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he ate the banana the next day. He goes, what? It has a peel on it. <laughs> that was me doing Rich doing John Fox. If you're following the impressions. You get hit on a lot as, a, as a, um, an attractive female, I might say. 
It's it, briefly. Yeah. Yes. In briefly. The beginning, and then it gets <laughs> shut down. It's like, okay, let's go watch a football game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't going to happen. Except for Barry Diamond. Who yeah. Would just just not relentlessly. Take no relentless. Yeah. Do you yeah. still work with Barry? I haven't seen I haven't him in seen years. Him in years. Not since uh, last time I played Comedy and Magic, which I think is the reason I haven't been back. We were doing their birthday show, and at the yeah. end, um, everybody was like doing. Uh, there was this. This couple of guys trying to do this improv show, and it was mm-hmm. really just tanking. We were all getting out for the birthday cake, and just the audience is getting restless. And Barry just looks at me like, "We should make out now." <laughs> <laughs> so I did, like, like very tenderly. And then I realized he's not going to stop. <laughs> and so the audience went from "Oh, ha ha ha" to "Oh," <laughs> because they say, "Oh God, I'm getting mouth raped." Right. Oh. No, I haven't worked with him since. Yeah. <laughs> on stage. It was on making stage. out yes, on stage. Yes. Okay. But it was like. It was like leading towards look, what happened like, to you almost. This will save the show. And I'm like, well, anything to save a show. And then I'm like, God damn it, he got me. After <laughs> all these years, he finally got me. Uh, you got to admire his tenacity, though. I, I bet he gets uh, laid a lot. Yeah? He just, he does no, the whole... No, not at all. He, Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. He asked a million times, a million. I mean, sometimes the girl's just going to go, God, shut up, yes. Yeah. I mean, just, just, at that point, I guess it's a numbers game. Get off my back. Yeah, and yeah, get yeah off my some guys do like, play that. Yeah. like that. I could never take rejection that much to play that game, but I know guys that go, look, I only have to get one out of a thousand. I only need the one. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like direct mail. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And where, so did you get started in Amarillo? Kristen? I did. In uh, 2000, the club had just opened, the Amarillo Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and I was there. Their second open mic night, and I did it, and I liked it, and they made me house MC that weekend. Oh, nice. Yes. It was, uh, yeah, Kelly Moran, God rest his soul, Yeah. got me into the business, and then... Uh, yeah, stayed there until he died, and then moved to Austin, got on Last Comic, and then moved out here. Oh, so you got on Last Comic when you were in Austin. Yeah. Okay. I was only there for three months, uh-huh. and uh, I wasn't really making a lot of friends out there because I was from Amarillo, and they're like, well, who are you? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. I just wanted to be your friend. And then Last Comic rolled through, and I got on. They're like, well, we don't like you. I'm like, well, I'm going to move then. You know? <laughs> Smart. Yeah, this, this wasn't my group of people. So. Where was that, like Cap City or Belvedere Room? Or? Belvedere Room was okay. my main room out there. I feel like they were nicer at the Belvedere Man, Room. I remember all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you travel much anymore? Not anymore, but I did back in the, in the mid '80s and early '80s in in Austin. Was it was Comedy Workshop was the first place there, and then that was right near the Velveeta Room at first. Then it moved okay. out to where the Cap City is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember the Velveeta Room like when it Velveeta opened Room. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, still a cool yeah, they place. They have to bark in their audience. I always think that's fun. You never know what you're going to get because they're barked in off Sixth Street. So oh yeah, they yeah. get to be like, "We came for comedy," or "I was drunk and I needed to sit down." <laughs> They got a comedy workshop spawned a lot of a lot of good. Absolutely, that's where I met a lot of guys back in the in when I first started going out. There mm-hmm. was the comedy workshop in Houston, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I met a lot. Of, I met Hicks there, and I met met uh, a lot of comics there. Uh, I actually met Kennison out here when I I came out. It was a weird weird story. I came out here to just I was in law school and I didn't know I was going to do what I was going to do, and I came out to California just to hang out with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I, and I came over to the comedy store. They said, look, you'll never get on the comedy store. I said, I want to try to go on. They go, forget it. You're not getting on here. But we got a club over in Westwood. Go over there. Oh, yeah, the old Westwood comedy store. Right? Yeah. And I went over there, and Kennison was the doorman. And I had a great pot connection, so I was bringing him pot every day. <laughs> and we go smoke a joint, and he let me go in. And, uh, and, I, and at one point, I said, I think I'm going to, you know, I had like, I just wear like painter overalls, and I had long hair. And I said, I think I'm going to move out here. And he goes, don't move out here, man. You can't get on. Forget it. I'm moving back to Houston. Mm-hmm. And then years later, I, I saw him, I said, I, I, we met out here in L.A., and I said, I know you from somewhere. He goes, yeah, he goes, 
Oh, you were the guy who brought the pot. <laughs> that great killer pot, man. He's you know, and, and uh, we were like friends after that. But uh, I'd met him initially, you know, back in like '77 or something mm. like that. Yeah, before I even started. Who do doing I know it? from the comedy workshop, like Alan Murray, I think. Yeah, you know, there and yeah. Chris McGaha, some old friends. Jimmy of mine. Pineapple and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Greenley, Fred Greenley, Jimmy Pineapple, Andy huh? Huggins. We did a, a Thunderbirds in Pensacola, Florida. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds, yeah. They had an old 50s car in the middle of the club, and they took a vinyl banner that said Comedy Night. I remember those clubs. And, they, and they would, the, you would carry the banner to the next <laughs> Thunderbirds in the next town. Listen, could you take the banner because you have the show? And you would do the one-nighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, an old friend of mine, Ken Polk. Do you happen to know him? Came out of the comedy workshop. He, uh, going with the theme of the show, he died. Uh, <laughs> a few years ago This is like a Jim Carroll song These are people who have died Died <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that MC I read the funniest uh, Review Where was I uh, I was doing um, A couple weeks ago I was doing uh, Palm Beach Improv And uh, I was trying to find Directions to it Because I was staying In Fort Lauderdale And uh, I found it on the Yelp And I read the Yelp reviews And the Yelp reviews said uh, And this is great I love this uh, oh my god! I had such a great time. The comedians and the MC were hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they can't differentiate the, the, between an MC and, uh, and and a comedian. Like I, I feel, and I've, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Is how the, uh, uh, you just most clubs give like the guy with two minutes the MC right. spot, yeah. and I think it's such an important spot. I think it's I think it's a spot to really set the tone of the show. If they tank, they have to go back up. I mean, the audience has to either go, "Oh yeah, that guy's back up," or "Oh god, please don't tell us more jokes," which they always do. I'm gonna get him this time. Oh, that's this time worst. I'm gonna get him. That's horrible. I don't know if I told the story on the show or not, but I apologize to my listeners if I did. I did. There's a Third Street Promenade has a theater, and they'll do some shows, and it's good if you're in town, and you want to try some stuff out, and it's just stones throw from me. And so these girls were booking it, and their their selling point was free beer. Come on in, get some free beer, and watch a show. And these six guys came in hammered already, hammered already, and were just grabbing cans, but five by themselves. She said, and just chug in. And, and she came out, and she was emceeing the show. She came out, and they just ripped her to shreds, just wouldn't stop. And she, she barreled through 10 minutes, and just, and they were just like, Take off your shirt. What do you get us another beer, waitress? And just ripping in her. And I'm sitting in the back of the green room going, Oh, poor girl. And she came out, and uh, she's like, Oh, that stinks. But I'm going to get him after the next comic. <laughs> no, don't, don't. And she, it was like watching the lamb to the slaughter every seven to 10 minutes. That poor girl just got ripped to shreds They're every time. They're going to love me. They're going to yeah. love me. This next joke will get him. Rich, you're one of the uh, few people who have done Carson and Leno. I don't want to say few, but you're one of the few people I've had on the show who've mm-hmm. done Carson. People alive. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> You and Mendoza, and I think that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. What is it? Do you was there a big difference? Do you see a big difference between the two tonight shows? I know that's kind of a umbrella question. Yeah, there was a there was a big difference because um, just in the length of the monologue affected how you did on stand up. I mean, you know, Johnny Carson did like a four minute monologue. So when the comic came on, you know, and I was there when it was the hour show, not hour and a half. Uh-huh. Obviously, when the comic came on just after midnight, it was a big treat. You know, here comes a comic. You know, because we've only seen like a little bit of monologue. And but when Jay does the show, you know, he does a long monologue. Yeah, he does like ten it's minutes. So, long, so when the comic comes on, it's really you know they're really kind of like oh here comes another comic. You mm-hmm. know, it really it I think it affects the the how the this it's not as much a treat when this when the stand up comes out. Yeah, you know, on the, on the Tonight Show now than it was back when when Johnny was doing it. How many times did you do Johnny? Once? 
No, not a bunch of times. Oh, really? Maybe like a dozen times. Really? I'm not. Listen, I. You know, there are guys who did it. 50, 60 times, sure, you, know, sure. you wouldn't know who they were. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. There, there were certain guys who broke out, like a Stephen Wright did it one time, came back two days later, did it again, and yeah. moved on to theaters, you know, never looked back. Wow. But but for a lot of people, you know, you did it, you did it, you did mm-hmm. it, you come back. You know, what, what what do you do after you do a Tonight Show? You get another Tonight Show. That yeah. was the whole thing, you know, just to be asked back. And it was the same with Letterman. I mean, mm-hmm. I did everything I was supposed to do. I was talking to somebody about today. They go, somebody asked me, they go, well, what happened? I mean, how come you didn't you know, make that jump or whatever? And I go, well, I don't know. I did everything I was supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, blame me. You know, I did all the HBO, the Showtime, everything that was to be done, I did it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but if you didn't back, it was, a, it was a time when if you didn't get a sitcom, it was really hard to break clear. Yeah. You know, it was really hard to jump into that next level of theaters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and it really was the comedy clubs. People would come to comedy club just because they opened the doors. I mean, I, that's when you know, I started doing the comedy clubs. And I mean, I love the fact you got got to do a podcast. You mm-hmm. got to go Facebook. You're working Twitter. There's so much stuff to do to put your name out there now. And back then, all we had to do was show up at the club with an eight by ten. They put the eight by ten. A place was packed anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I remember. The, but it, you're you're selling yourself short because because even though the club, I. I I concur that the clubs at the first boom, w- w- the club was the draw. Yeah, like, sure. we're going to go to Velveeta Room. <laughs> but you had a following. I mean, people knew you were coming to town. And I opened for you on certain uh, states that we probably don't remember. But, <laughs> <clears throat> and people were like, oh, this guy's great. And Rich mm-hmm. would do an hour and a half mm-hmm. and just pacing just like a tiger. I remember seeing Pouncing. you on. I remember seeing you on Carson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, so. did it, like I said, you know, but you 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 uh, you take your chances. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a show business, no guaranteed. You take yeah, your chances. Yeah. There were a lot of, you know, I mean, I was in that group of a bunch of white guys. You know, here they come. Here's a whole. <laughs> yeah. here's, a, here's this big, you yeah. know, right through the pipeline. Here comes a bunch of white guys. I mean, how are you going to differentiate yourself? You don't get a sitcom. You know, it's hard to uh, to pop out. I mean, I remember, you know, it's like. It's like you, I remember I was doing like, I'd go to Austin. I had a, I had a following in Austin, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go, yeah, I always packed the place. And also, so this guy yeah, goes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but this guy goes, listen, I tell you what, let's go do the Opry House, you know? We'll go, you know, we'll put you in there. You'll pack the place. It's 1,200 seats. You'll pack the place. You know, 300 people showed up. Right. <laughs> you know, it looks great in a comedy club when you got 300 people. Yeah, yeah. When you go to a 1,200 seater, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did have 300 fans. <laughs> but to get them to go to the theater is a dip. You know, they naturally go to the comedy club. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And they, but they, then to get them to go to the theater, that's a different jump. That's yeah. a different leap. Now, did, uh, did Carson ever wave you over? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the second time. I didn't go over the first time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the second time, and he 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 loved this one joke. It was it was it was at the time when um, Pat Robertson was running for president. Sure. And Pat Robertson said, "I'm running for president because God told me to run for president." And I said, "Well, if God tells me to vote for him, I will." You know, <laughs> if I'm walking down the street and I hear a burning bush go, "Vote for Pat," you got me. You know. And uh, I think that's what pulled me over. He always loved that. And yeah. In the break, he went, "I love that Pat Robertson joke." <laughs> Has good. anyone ever been waved over? Uh, to the couch and go. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and they turned it down. They go. I'm just. You know. I'm. I, I gotta, I'm, I'm peaked. Fine. I'm out of here. Day, I got yeah. reservations yeah. at the Acapulco yeah, across yeah. the street. You know. I didn't even look over. The first time I go. You know. I did it. I, I didn't even look over. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like. You know. You take your thing. And you. You kind of like turn to go. And Johnny just giving you one of those. Giving you that that circle thumb. You yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. Kind of okay. thing. You're okay. You're okay. You know. That's what you wanted. You have to get that to come back. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to turn over and look over, and he's got that pencil just banging on a desk. That's like your death drum roll. You're out of there. You know, you're not coming back. Uh, Jordan, do you stay in Virginia for a while, or I, I stayed in Virginia and would go out and do the road and come back. And mm-hmm. I had a uh, a woman who let me keep stuff in a bedroom 
every six weeks I'd come home, and then after after like a year of that, I moved to California. Was this like a romantic woman or a landlady? She was very romantic. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I moved to San Francisco because um, actually it was the former left-wing hippie Saturday Night Live guy, Dennis Miller. Oh, yeah, Now yeah. right-wing <laughs> comedian, <laughs> Dennis Miller, who said, why do you want to be king of the Appalachians, babe? Get on out to Frisco. <laughs> and uh, Belzer Miller. <laughs> yeah, I, I combined the No, that, but he was. He was. Yeah. He was very affected by be- Belzer. Because Boston and San Francisco at the time, the MC, contrary to what we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. the MC was sort of the star of the show. Oh. And the MC would, it's like the black clubs. And what the black folks do is they have a star host the show mm-hmm. and Can they bring black people- folks on the show? <laughs> sure, sure. Or fucking black folks. <laughs> they, they would bring up people so you're almost validated by the host just for being on the show. Yeah. So. But you're right. I mean, that's how it was in New York yeah. when I got there. Yeah, Belzer was a catcher I star. Barry Diamond was the big MC at the Improv. And those guys, you know, they they ran the show. You came up when they decide you came up. Mm-hmm. They would do like, you know, as long as they wanted to do when they wanted to do it and then bring the next act up. It's a better show that way. Yeah. yeah. That's how they still do it in uh, England and Australia. We had some Australian comics on here. And we we're discussing It's only that. on the road in the smaller towns and places where you got that kind of like, well, we just got to have a local... I got the something. local radio guy doing your uh, do emceeing, and he's going to try about five minutes of material. Huh? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> or like the, the doorman. You ever get that? When they hey, you know, our MC couldn't make it tonight, so uh, the doorman's going to bring you up. I'm going to do type five. Turns out to be 30 seconds. So, uh, your next comic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you chicken out last minute. Come on. Try a couple. I know. When I was featuring, guy. and they do that, and the doorman comes on, I just say, don't leave the doorman at the door. I'll yeah. go up cold. Yeah. I'll go up cold, do two minutes of cheerleading. You know, rally him on and, and move forward. How did you make the turn into directing, Jordan? Uh, Brady, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a logical career trajectory for for a comedian. Mm-hmm. I was a stand up comedian. I got cast to host a game show. Oh, which game so, show? It was called. Uh, it was on MTV. It was like a music trivia show. Yeah, yeah. We did uh, a bunch of episodes. Vinyl. It wasn't the famous one. No vinyl. Ooh, that's a good name for a show. What was it? It was called, oh, it was called Turn It Up. Turn It Up, yeah. But eventually, oh. after 65 episodes, it was called Turn It Off. <laughs> and, hey, 65. <clears throat> but as you're doing the show, and then you meet the MTV people, mm-hmm. and you're seeing how the cameras work and whatnot, and then you go out and shoot some promos, and go, you know, I can do some promos. Then I did a kid's show mm-hmm. on NBC that was called Name Your Adventure. Kids would write in letters. And we'd take them on their adventure. It was like Make-A-Wish for Healthy Kids. <laughs> you could be terminally ill, but it would not increase your chances of getting your letter pulled. And I started directing my segments mm-hmm. as we'd take kids around. And then as I got fatter, I realized <laughs> that it was easier to be behind the camera and enjoy the snacks. <laughs> and then I pitched, a, I pitched a movie, made this movie... A lot of comedians are in it. Mm-hmm. Dill Scallion, I always pimp it. It's very it's a good old. movie. I've it's a good movie. It. It's a very good movie. It's fun. Funny. Absolutely. It's funny because of the comedians. That's it. It. Just for that alone. But it's and a that, good that movie. I remember directing. Dill Scallion. I don't think I apologize. I don't think I ever saw it, but I remember. I'll give you it. a free DVD. I let you bring it today. Yes, I did. And the uh, Reno one is very funny too. The Reno one's okay. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Waking up in Reno, yep. which uh, at my house we call it waking up on Showtime. <laughs> 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 I had a movie actually debut on Air Jordanian. Or something like that. Like, it went straight to airplane. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you still go out doing stand-up? I still do. I did. Uh, I do the flappers in Burbank. Do you know that one? Yeah. They're very nice sure, the there. Sure, fla- the new flappers. Right up there. Barbara. Um, mm-hmm. 
What was the other one? Uh, did Sharky's down at the beach? Oh, I don't know. Sharky's. The guy booked all. Oh, it was a hell gig. Down it was by, so much down, fun. Down by Venice? In Redondo. Down, down. Oh, okay. In Redondo. Really? And it was like a Monday night. Bar wow. people. And my son went with me. I can't see that going well. It, 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 it didn't, yeah. but it was fun. My son goes, Dad, I'm going to walk around the room and pick out the hecklers. <laughs> and he comes back. He goes, okay, Cholo in the right-hand corner. Definitely going to heckle. He's very drunk. Uh, drunk woman with the party hats over there. They're having some sort of party. They always heckle, don't they, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe these two dudes. And he was right. Yeah, yeah. He was right. <laughs> I stopped doing that. I stopped watching the audience come in. Because for I don't know if I will it on myself, but I'm like, oh, that guy's going to be trouble. And sure enough, it's that dude. Yeah. Right. that dude. So yeah. I just stopped watching the audience come in. I want to know. I want to know ahead of time. Yeah? I want to know. Yeah, because that, that way I can see it coming. I don't like it when they hit me blind. I want to see. Yeah. That's the guy that's going to be trouble. Yeah, I told you so. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The most recent gig, I went to Jack Diddley's in eastern Washington. Been there. And uh, Don Barnhart is a comedian he, mm-hmm. and a hypnotist now. And a hypnotist now. Yeah. He's a very nice guy, by the way. He's the first yeah. guy he, I ever uh, worked Fucked? With. Oh, no, no. Weird. Yeah. I was thinking of Barry Diamond. That was a bartender. <laughs> uh, Don Barnhart, a great guy, really fun, really nice guy. He goes, you can co-headline. Just pick a guy to headline with you. And I go, I can't. I got, tw- I got twenty minutes if I bullshit. Right. So I asked my buddy Wayne. He goes up with me, and he can do plenty of time. Wayne Fetterman. Fetterman, friend and, of the show. And we can do, we do little music bits at the end. So I go, well, if we do ten minutes of music, and Wayne does forty minutes, now I'm down to like thirty-five. So then I got young Seth Milstein from uh, Eugene, Oregon, who I met doing I Am Comic. Mm-hmm. He's like a guy hugging Todd Glass. Oh, okay. He, like, he, was a, he just started open mic back a couple years ago. Right. And I put out something on Twitter. He comes up. I go, okay, I give the kid 20 minutes. I got the mute. <laughs> now I'm down to 20. I can stretch my bullshit 12 minutes into 20 minutes. Well, as we're going up there, I put on Facebook, hey, I'm going to Jack Diddley's. Mm-hmm. People start protesting. They start calling my production company. Don't don't film yourself there because I said I was going to kind of document the trip. Yeah. Because the week before, a patron had been thrown out onto the sidewalk by the bouncers. Thrown. Thrown. Landed on his head in a coma. Whoa. So when we go to do the morning TV show, like Good Morning Northeast, Washington, the story before us is. A candlelight vigil will be held tonight <laughs> in front of Jack Diddley's. Oh. The comedy club patron was thrown out on his skull. He's now in a coma for the second week. I mean, it was a buzzkill. And people were calling and Facebooking the whole thing. So we did um, a moment of silence, mm-hmm. which is death for a comedy show, oh, yeah. in honor of the guy. And the club was like defensive. They turned out to be pretty cool about it. But it was just ripe with tension for the yeah. show. And the MC. One of the bouncers. Oh, Ooh. yeah. How ironic. Yeah. Yeah, you want to Did tell them that those, those guys that get thrown out of bars on the Westerns you watched, all those, those were stuntmen. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly only hope that the guy who got thrown out landed on his head was the douchebag who yelled out, you suck, when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and he got thrown out. By, I couldn't get the bouncer to walk me out, man. I'm glad they got some bouncers. They're actually patrolling the room now. I mean, not that they should have killed the guy or whatever, but... The, inter- the interesting thing I was telling you before they, that after the comedy show, it was Jello Wrestling. <laughs> Win a trip to Cancun. And, and two uh, corn fed women mm-hmm. who were friends got into the Jello pit made of a blue vinyl tarp and bales of hay. Wow. And it was like a synthetic Jello. It wasn't really Jello, it was yeah, like sure. some weird thing. 
and they went at it, man. It was yeah. hilarious. Here's here's the uh, here's the question for the room, if you don't mind. Sure, Murray, please. Is so young Seth Milstein, the the guy goes up and he does his like radio DJ. We got a comedy show. Are you ready? Mm. And that was pretty much harmless. Then young Seth goes up and does material. Then the guy with 12 minutes stretching to 20 does his material, but kind of includes the crowd and asks the crowd, and how are you doing? Like, I was a, I'm was, i a hack. Yeah. So I'm doing the crowd work, blending into the material. And how many people Wayne, have dogs? Yeah. <laughs> and no matter what they answer, I'm going to do the dog bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. exactly. So then Wayne goes on, and he does material as well, not talking to the audience. And we were talking afterwards, and I've, I've interviewed some comedians about it, saying, well, that sucks for the headliner. Mm-hmm. When someone does crowd work, before you, that it it teaches the crowd like, oh, we're supposed to talk. Yeah, it's a conversation. We're, it's right. now this is now our conversation because yeah. the guy before you did it. Yeah, and I just wanted to get your take on that. Absolutely, it's one of those things I always felt should be left for the headliner. Do your material when you're the middle act. I'd like to be able to go yeah. into the crowd, you know, whenever I want to. But if you've done your entire act with crowd work, if I go up there, I have to watch your entire set now and see what you said because now it's my job to tag all your jokes. Like that wasn't what I mean. It's yeah. not supposed to be that, yes. We actually had a huge... Dis- Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, no, we had a huge discussion on uh, about three episodes ago with Tom Rhodes and Ian Bag, um, And for some reason they put... I was at that show. For some reason they put Ian Bag on at the improv before Tom instead of a headlining spot where Ian, Ian is just all audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All. He's top, top, top He's great at it. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's great at it. Right. But Tom was pissed. Exactly. And they had it out on the show the next day, so it was oh, awesome. Exactly. Oh, wow. yeah. So go back and listen to it. It was yeah. great. It was great. That show's <laughs> no, available on is, iTunes. Exactly. For free. Yeah, it is, it is a bad, that's a bad booking. Yeah, it is. It is. And because he, Ian doesn't do anything but, yeah. so you should know that. But I always felt like you know, the same sort of thing. If the guy is in front of you, or a woman is in front of you, leave that alone. Yeah. You know, leave that for the headliner. Now, you know, in, in, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you, but in Scottsdale, Arizona, the owner there, Sean, he, mm-hmm. uh, he does 20 every show. Somewhere in the show before the headliner, and all he does is crowd work. Oh, really? So you know this going in, and it's his club, so you're not going to say boo about it. Yeah, but yeah. basically, you have to stand at the back of the room and make sure and watch everything that he does, because <laughs> you don't want to go up there and have a joke about something that he's just talked about with that person. It's like, oh, there's a special joke, and then you say it, and people are like, oh, Sean already did that. So, yeah. Which club yeah. is that? Uh, it's the Comedy Spot. Oh, I okay. heard it doesn't endear him to the headliners. Um, a lot of headliners don't like it. Right. I, uh, I, I just... I play the game the way it is. It's his. Yeah, you his have to. Sure, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to. So you have to. Yeah. You I don't mean, do a lot of audience though. From I'm only um, caught, I've caught you a couple on, times when we work together. Hour, it depends yeah. on how the audience is. Yeah. If they're friendly, I'll play with them a little bit. If it seems like there's going to be multiple hecklers, I won't talk to them at all because yeah. I don't want to start a. I don't want to start a fire. But if there's, I mean, if there's a couple people that seem like, oh, this will be fun, you know, yeah. let's see, see how I, this goes. I always thought that hecklers, like sometimes, and again, just start go off it, is that they were just checking to see if you were there that night. Most of them. I mean, some of them are, you know, antagonistic and sure. they're aggressive. Yeah. But most of them are like, are you here or are you just on rote? You know, right. you're just doing what you do every night, whether it's here at Cleveland or whatever. And and it can be great. I mean, I got heckled once. I was in 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 uh, down in South, it was South Carolina, it was Savannah, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this, and, a, and across the street, there was this big hockey rink, and the Eagles were playing there, and their Hell Freezes Over tour, and I'm at this, like, it was a sports bar across the street, and this guy's heckling me, he's great, you know? I mean, he was great. Every time I would stop <laughs> to get a drink, he'd come in and heckle, and we'd have this great exchange, and then he'd let me go do material. It was like the best heckler ever, and afterwards, like, I go to the manager, I go, that was phenomenal. I've never had a great show like that with a heckler like that. You know who that was? I go, no, he goes, it's Sean Penn. I go, oh. what? 
Sean Penn, what's he doing down here in Savannah, what? Georgia? He goes, yeah, he wants to hang out with you. So afterwards, I go back to the manager's office. There's Sean Penn there with two young babes. And he's like, he's like, yeah, this is great, man. I had a great time with you. I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. He said, I came to see the Eagles, you know, because I saw them before on tour. And there was like, you know, lots of drugs. And we had a great time. But he said, they're on the rehab tour now. And I get backstage. <laughs> there's nothing but like veggie juices and stuff, you know. Yeah. And he says, so I came over here. And this is great. So I hang out with him till like five in the morning. I can't hang anymore, man, because right. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. I'm just, you know, hanging on a natch. At five, I finally go, I got to go. And he, you know what he says to me? He goes, hey, man, you ought to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> I'd lived in Los Angeles about 20 years at the time. I realized at that moment I had not made much of a dent in the L.A. scene. He thought I was just a funny guy in South Carolina. He had no idea that I was like, you know, I think hey, he knows who I am. I think the guy knows who I am. That's why he's hanging with right, me. Right, right. You know? He came over to see me. He saw me on yeah, the billboard. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? He really saw... hung with you for you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> because you were at a place with alcohol. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, 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 feel, exactly. I feel I've learned a little bit about Rich, mm -hmm. about Kristen, sure. about you, Murray. Thank you, George. Yeah. And about my irresponsibility as a middle act. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you mentioned Wayne Fetterman and hecklers. I, I love... Wayne just he's been doing it for so long and he's so good at it and he just has zero tolerance for hecklers now I don't know if yeah, I know you've been working with him a lot lately but we did the improv just the one deal what oh he's just the one oh, okay. weekend yeah but man he was just there was a heckler in the room and he was like he just stopped and was like shut up <laughs> just <laughs> shut the fuck up we're, I'm, we're up here I'm doing something just shut up and it, like there was no play there was no it was just no like, witty no, no witty he was just like shut the fuck up I'm doing something right now. I think you know my friend Alicia Wood. She, oh, yeah, I we've think, had has Alicia the same the policy about hecklers. I've yeah. seen her have, have a lot of fun with, with hecklers, but not have any fun. She just gets very <laughs> angry. And to me, it's hilarious right. because she yeah. has ADD as well. Yeah. So when she gets heckled, not only are they heckling her, she's completely losing her train of thought and she'll have to go back to her notebook. So then, even if they're done heckling, she'll go back to them. Like, that's what she remembers. <laughs> now I'm going to attack you again for no reason because you heckled me 13 minutes ago and that's all I can remember. <laughs> uh, Rich, what was your favorite uh, place to perform? Back in the day, did you have one? Uh, the Atlanta Punchline was probably a great for all all the reasons. Still the same one. <laughs> all the reasons, man. I mean, it had everything going for it. It Still had the, same the after hour partying yeah. and the yeah same place okay. and same. It was there. It was I think it was opened up in '82 or whatever. I was yeah. down there right after it opened and. Uh, uh, you know, the first time I went with my first wife, Carol Liefer, and we were going down there. And she you were like, married to Carol Liefer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know and that. we were going down there. You know, we were living in New York fantastic. City. fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carol yeah. Liefer's great. And we said, uh, and, and, and I remember See, everybody we were, knows her. <laughs> hey, don't know me. <laughs> Forget, I'm not telling the story. <laughs> yeah. So you got the Atlanta Punchline. And no, yeah, we were flying down from New York, and she goes, look, I, she goes, I've never played this out before. You've got to have to close the shows because... You know, this is, there's not going to be any Jews here. This is Atlanta. Yeah. You know, that was her mindset, thinking, coming in. So we drive, we drive into the hotel, right? As we're driving into the hotel, right across the street, there's a kosher deli. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, there's Hebrew on the thing. And she, I, I, I point that. I go, look, look. So, of course, we get there. And it's like, you know, she kills. She does yeah, great. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Foxworth, he always reminded me, like, it was like the, one of the first times he ever saw me or met me or anything. And I'm in the back of the room, and, like, my wife is on stage, you know, and I'm going, get her off. Get her off. <laughs> Give her the light. She's been on too long. That's awesome. The great thing about that club, uh, there were, they had a couple of clubs around Atlanta in the height of oh, the yeah. boom, right? Oh, yeah. all but the, all the, the comics from all the clubs would stay. I mean, some headliners would be at a hotel within a walking proximity to the club. Mm -hmm. But the middle acts and the uh, openers 
and anybody passing through the South would stay at this big house. It was the first place I saw a guy shoot up. Yeah, oh, wow. it was in yeah. a comedy condo. Yeah, yeah. There, Maybe there someday were... that'll happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Watch a person <laughs> shoot up in a condo. Yeah, I don't know if there's any if there's anything like it when you 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 meet somebody on the road you never met before mm-hmm. who's who's the headliner. I mean, I, I I you know it's just like you you go to a place you go you're going to work with this person you never met them before. I remember going at, going to Alaska and it was a place called PJ's with a strip joint mm-hmm. and David Strauss and Ventriloquist and everybody was this is a great place you know this is the during the boom and it was like you know eighty three or eighty four and he and he said a strip joint I'm not going to a strip joint he goes no 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 man they they clear it out just all comedy fans the place is packed it's happening you want to work with this guy he's a great guy Vic Dunlop and I'd, I'd heard about him he's great on the road so that I I fly in Alaska guy guy black guy named Lanier in a cowboy hat picks me up in a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. The airport, which is not what I don't know what to expect. I'm in Alaska, right? And you get in the thing, and he's got a six pack, and, and he goes, You want a beer? I go, No. Because I before I knew I was an alcoholic, I knew I was an alcoholic. And I knew that if I started drinking, oh, okay. I would not stop. And I and I and I was new in at a place, and I always knew I had to keep my wits about me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're a comic, you gotta get that first show on your sure. belt, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, he pulls a joint out from behind his ear. He goes, Well, he wants some smoke. I said, No, man, I no, I'm cool. Then he pulls a vial out. He says, How about some coke? I said, No. And he pulls some whiskey out, a bottle of whiskey out from underneath the seat. He said, whiskey? I said, no. He says, man, motherfucker, you're in Alaska. You better start doing something. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops you off at the condo, you know, right? And I open the door, and there's a stripper sitting doing cocaine at the kitchen table. I mean, as soon as I open the door, I see her, Yeah. right? And I go, uh, I'm the comic. She goes, thick, thick. She just starts screaming, thick. And right next to me, this bedroom door opens up, and there's Vic naked, right? And he's a big guy, and he's just naked. He's like staggering. And he looks at me, he goes, You're the comic. Okay, he goes, Thank God you're here. And he slams the door shut and falls back <laughs> into his room. And I didn't realize, but he'd been up there for two days already doing jello wrestling shows. Like, oh. I'm seeing him. Oh, so yeah. he had not slept. I mean, I didn't realize what was going on up here, you know, in Alaska. So we get to the club, and Vic goes, Look, man, here's the deal. He says, this is, you'll go out and you'll do as much time as you can, and then you'll come backstage, and right behind this wall, you know, where the strippers walked out, he had a little plate of cocaine. He says, you'll do some cocaine, and then come back out, and and we'll just tag team the whole night. I'm like, no, man, no, no, that's not how it goes. (laughs) I do my 45, you do your 45, that's how the show goes. He goes, I'm telling you, man, this is the way it's got to work. I go, no, man, I'm telling you, this is how it's going to work. I'm going out first, all right, you go out there. And as as I'm going out, he goes, he goes, I'll be here. (laughs) So I walk walk out on stage and I start to do my first joke and somebody just stands up and they just put, throw a shot at me and they go do a shot and I'm like no no I'm cool man they go do a shot and the whole crowd just goes shot shot shot, shot, shot. do a shot right and before I can even get out the next word somebody else has got a shot do a shot and three shots in I'm staggering right, right. I'm staggering I look over and off to the side and Vic's behind that wall going waving at me come on come on, come on, back, come on back so I go I'll be right back folks <laughs> and I leave the mic I haven't even done a joke man I walk off stage Vic comes out he's like hey 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 he's doing his thing you know and I go off and I, I do some cocaine I, I write myself I'm right. like okay and I look over and Vic is like doing about his third shot and that's what happened we just tagged him the whole time and I didn't sleep for three days man and it was just like these guys that come off the pipeline they had all this money and cash yeah, and I was like a little you know party monkey with them, you know. And I, I remember getting on the plane when the when the club owner dropped me off to get on that plane in Alaska. This is back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you flew and you you drank and you smoked. And he, he puts this big bile of cocaine in my pocket. You know, there was no you know going through any kind of security. PSA, right? yeah, exactly. He says this will get you back to L.A. <laughs> and it just barely did. Vic Dunlop, nineteen fifty eight to two thousand twelve. 
2011. No, 2011. He, rest yeah. in peace. No, he didn't. He wasn't born in 58. I just made it up. Yeah, you did. You did. Maybe 40. He was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. He's Again, funny. continuing the theme of the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Vic was a really funny guy. Oh, he was hilarious. He had a nice little uh, picture with a rose uh, up at a, for him at the green room at the ice house. Yep. You know that. You know that story. I mean, he used to sell. He was one of the first guys that did merch. I mean, there mm-hmm. was there was James Gregory probably. It wasn't even called merch then. No, it wasn't even merch. He had the eyeballs, right? Yeah, those are funny. So he used to so he used to sell these eyeballs like crazy. And one night he was doing a show. And uh, somebody yelled out on stage. He said, are you going to sell those stupid eyeballs? And Vic, like, he got up, his back got up. And he said, I'll tell you something, those eyeballs, man. There's eyeballs. I made about $75,000 last year on those eyeballs. What Vic didn't know it was, there was an IRS agent in the audience. Oh. And Vic, I mean, Vic told me that. He goes, he said, man, he said, my, my ego got, a, uh, got control of my mouth, man. <laughs> so I got audited. <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. He made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, he did make a lot I've of never stuff. made a dime off anything I've sold. If anyone's listening. IRS. <laughs> By the way, at Jack Diddley's, uh, Don Barnhart had said, take some merch. They love the merch. Oh. So I printed up some t-shirts. And uh, after I got them here in West Los Angeles at my t-shirt imprintery, he called back and goes, by the way, let me give you the number of a guy who doesn't buy the airport for like three fifty a shirt. <laughs> and I had spent about $12 a piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I sold five. <laughs> I lost $270, and I had to lug the fucking T-shirts. To... <laughs> that is, that's rough, man. I, I gave one to the guy in the coma. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. That was nice. What did your T-shirt say? Uh, oh it God. said the the uh, Tri Cities <laughs> tour. Just got bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I just got bounced on the head of Jack Diddley's. <laughs> uh, did it say anything? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Tri Cities tour. Oh, okay, you know, cool. It was, it was a two day gig. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you fine. weren't really looking long. I wasn't term looking. For that. And He's I didn't like, have sell them out all this weekend, or that's it. Right. That's what I did. I made them enough for the run. They go, I can sell two dozen shirts in two nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I ended up giving them away to the staff. And one, <laughs> one lady bought four. I'm going, take seven. <laughs> but I didn't have a bit that to put tied it on. into right. the yeah, yeah, show. Right. It didn't, you know, no get her done or anything. Yeah, no. yeah. No. Uh, no. Did you, do you sell, you sell what? CD? DVD? Yeah, CDs and uh, everything that I said I wouldn't do when I first started, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to sell t shirts. I'm like, oh, no, I got to sell a t-shirt, you know. What's your t-shirt? Uh, it says, I'm on it like a bonnet. Okay. Nice. It's my catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, because I feel like the Amish would appreciate it. <laughs> Lord knows I need more of them at my show. So, yeah. yeah. And speaking of which, uh, our uh, new shipment of Road Stories t-shirts came in. You can get those at murrayvalerino.com. Get on nice. it. Yeah. Like a bonnet. bonnet. Oh, snap. I see where it goes. You guys will have them before you leave. I sell uh, CDs for a dollar. They're recordable. You can uh, <laughs> put anything you want on them. Show tunes, rap. Did you ever uh, merch? I sold some CDs once, yeah, some yeah. tapes that this guy's made for me down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> they were tapes, cassette tapes. And I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. I'd, I'd hire the, uh, I'd pay the MC to do it, man. Yeah. I just couldn't stand there and do it. I you, just, you know who's it, good at it? Don Barnhart. Yeah, that's yeah a good look. but he's a hypnotist. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's got he, he he's got a leg flying off the shelf. I don't know when he he's started doing. He's not always done. It. He no, was the first about, headliner I ever met, and he, uh, God bless him, gave me money. I was playing a casino when I was twenty, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have even been there. I'd never been in a casino, and uh, I ended up gambling away my whole gig money. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, he was like, "You okay?" I was like, "I don't have enough money to get home." He was like, "Well, here's twenty dollars." And I came back thirteen minutes later. I was like, "I just spent your twenty dollars." <laughs> So he gave me another twenty dollars. Go, go get in your car. And I was like, okay. So that was that's dumb. Hey, you got to learn that casino the hard way, man. I haven't gambled in a casino yeah. since, let's say. 
That's how I learned to play poker, man. The first casino gig I had. I'm like, how do I lose the money the slowest? Because I'm bored out of my skull. I was like, play Video poker. poker. Play mm. poker. It is hours and hours. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Jordan, can we talk a little bit about the project you're doing with Wayne? Or is You say it's with Wayne. Oh, but I, I mean... thought it was. Am I wrong? <laughs> the weekend was with Wayne. Oh. The weekend was with Wayne. Are you doing a new movie with Wayne? <clears throat> I have put Wayne in several movies, by the okay. way. In, in fact... Every movie I've made five movies. Mm-hmm. He's been in every one of them. Oh, I thought one time he's dressed as a chicken in Waking Up in Reno. He's in a chicken suit okay. in like a uh, car commercial, <laughs> and he's a bass player in Dill Scallion. Mm-hmm. And he went on this weekend trip. Oh, okay. And then I'm inter- doing interviews about. Uh, it's it's not really a sequel. It's an addendum to, to I, I Am Comic. Okay. I Am Road Comic. It's okay. not about road comics. I mean, I'll ask people what is a road comic, mm-hmm. but the stories. That we're telling, okay, you know, to truncate them and juxtapose them mm-hmm. and make it interesting. So I just started the project this summer. Okay. I have to interview the three of you. Yeah, I'd love to. Right? And Rich, I have a special part for Rich. <laughs> I want him to appear as a thought bubble above my act at Jack Diddley's and, <laughs> on com- and, and comment oh, on that. like a stream of consciousness on the act. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see this act, too, you know. Oh, it was... uh, (laughs) Well, awesome. Uh, Before we wrap up, uh, where can we catch you, Kristen? Key? Um, I will be on the road shortly. I'll be at Rooster Tees at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to be at the Ice House on the 3rd of October, and then again on the 9th, and then uh, Oklahoma City the following week. Okay, great. Website? Twitter? www.kristinkey.com. Twitter? Uh, at the Kristen Key, because this bitch Kristen Key stole my regular Kristen Key, <laughs> and she's a, a Christian musician. So, fuck that Jesus bitch. <laughs> Ouch! Couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Kristen Key. I didn't mean it. Uh. <laughs> That's right. We lost all our Christian listeners when Jordan was getting blown in the hallway at the, <laughs> the first story. Or not? Or we just oh, yeah. got a I don't know why. <laughs> because she was a Christian. <laughs> Uh, what's going on with Rich Shiner? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. That's why I drove over here today. Okay. <laughs> I'm the hot, I'll okay, go back okay. to the valley. It's hot in the valley, too. Yeah. All but right. that's it. Okay. But you can still, your book's still in print. Yeah, it's I Killed Still in Print. Awesome. You can get it off of Amazon for a buck like your, your, <laughs> your buddy's. People love the book. That's yeah. a good book. Yeah, they it, was fun, book. it was fun to do. And, do, uh, do you make more money if people buy it on Amazon or if they buy it? It won't enough? make any more money. I won't make it. You won't. They make more money if they, if they buy it electronically. I'll make more money. I'll get a check every once in a while for okay. electronic sales, it, which are amazing, you know? Yet. Yeah. Really. If, if I could plug I Am Comic sure. I am with Rich Scheidner, we maybe see a nickel if you go to iTunes. Oh, okay. And Netflix is okay, but that's, uh, you know, that just you can run whatever you want. Yeah iTunes is, iTunes make is the money. way to go. Yeah, okay. iTunes is the way to go. We want to, We want the people. People have been very supportive. The comics have been very supportive. Yeah, yeah. The comedy. I still nerds. get phone calls. You yeah. know, or my number is in this movie. Oh, that's right. Your that's number a is. Joke. In the we put it in there, and Jordan kept it there. And I still get phone calls, man. People I love call. it. But and never a bad return. phone call. Never a bad phone call. Oh yeah, some of them are bad. <laughs> but I've I've made friends. I've actually made some friends, and some guys are. You know, some people will call are really cool. You know, funny. And uh, I call them back, you know, or they're, they're sincere. And then, but other people, you know, they're like, "Yeah, you suck." This is, <laughs> know, this is how know. dedicated Rich is to comedy, to a life of comedy. Mm-hmm. So we we make the movie, and we're screening it to kind of hone it. And then we went to film festivals, and right before we locked everything, okay, 
I'm like, Rich, we got to leave the phone number because when your phone number comes up in the movie, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. And it comes up a second time, people laugh. Everything goes, I don't want my phone number. I had that phone number for 25 years. I don't want to do the phone number in there. You, get, you put like a 555 number or something like that in there. I go, Rich, you can't do a 555. And everyone knows 55 is not a real number. He goes, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, 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 uh, let me see. So we're in the back. It was in Richmond, Virginia, just coincidentally. That's right? right. That's right. In the back of some bullshit festival. That's where they right. like hung trash bags over the window <laughs> for like a fourth forty-five screening, and, and and the number comes on and people laugh and he goes, "All right, that's it. Gets a laugh. <laughs> he gets a laugh. It's staying in the movie. You can't take out a laugh. No, not at all. <laughs> that's awesome. I do highly recommend that movie. I've, well, if I've I want to stay in touch with you, I got to watch. I am. Just that's it, that's that's it. It's like thirteen minutes and twenty-seven seconds in. Okay. If you just fast forward. It's pretty early. Seen it. I'm going to watch it. it yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to give you a copy. Let me let me buy it. Let me buy it. Let me give you a nickel. I love yeah. it. On iTunes. Yeah. But yeah, watch yeah. it on iTunes. Fuck Netflix. It, the, the, the best is when people like on Facebook, love the movie. Like the one guy did it in Rich's voice. Love the movie. Um, before, before it was out on iTunes or uh-huh. Netflix. It was on Showtime. And I'm like, how did it? I said, you have Showtime? He goes, no, I don't have Showtime. How'd you see it? And he's like, Pirate Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Going, yeah, oh, really? Pirate, Pirate Bay. Bay. Yeah. Really you know Pirate Bay? Bay? I've never I heard Pirate of it. Bay I never heard well. of that. Oh. It's where they steal movies. I don't movies. need to explain this, but yes, it's where you steal your <laughs> movies and music and digital books. It's for poor people with technology knowledge. <laughs> college kids. Pirate Bay. Yes. Right. Pirate Just Bay. college kids. At least, yeah. at least it's an apt description, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pirate awesome. Bay. All right. I think actually, I think I watched I Am Comic for the first time on Showtime in this very room on that television. Wow. Because we had just moved in here and we were having a lot of construction in the front of the house and we had to live in this little This area. is the best over here. There's a, there's a box. It's a white box from the moving company. It says shipper's name. There's nothing. It says room. And then in magic marker, it says his office. And then contents, there's a line and it says podcast. It's where I keep my it's, gear. It's literally podcast in a box. <laughs> it is. It is. It's where I keep my gear. Uh, Jordan, what can, what's, what's up next for you? Uh, commercials. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, you know, it's, it's like being a plumber. Sure. I'm a whore. Yeah, I, make, yeah. I make television commercials. Is it Luckily, fun? I get to make funny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's really fun. It's my yeah, passion. That's it's great. a lot of blast. And, and it's a lot of fun. And for a comedian uh, with ADD, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a two and a half, three week process. You're awesome. done. You go on to the next one. Doing little stand up again since the movie. I mean, Rich, the man to my left, sure. inspired me to get back on stage while we were filming I Am Comic. Awesome. And I remember we went up at the Laugh Pack. That's right. That time, that was my first time in Bruce years. Fine's laugh pack? Bruce yeah. Fine's yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. pack. Bruce Fine's laugh pack. Oh yeah, it's in yeah. the movie. You're in the doing it in Absolutely. the movie. Yeah, Bruce yeah. is a comedy impresario. Yeah, and he wants to have a Rat Pack like feel to his comedy nights. So he'll have killer comedians from mm-hmm. all around town, and then he'll slow things to a grinding halt with a singer in the middle of the show. <laughs> Barry it's like Diamond. a bar mitzvah party. Barry <laughs> oh, I should have Bruce on here. I haven't seen him in a while. He's Bruce a good guy. Fine. He's yes, a good he guy. Is. I haven't seen him in a while. And a hypnotist. <laughs> like Don Barnhart. Um, so check out Iron Comic. Look at his commercials. Like I said, I believe I read for you back in when I was doing commercials. You were great. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you didn't cast me. Not right for the part. I, well, you know, I think I can remember. It was at that old casting studio in Hollywood by the library, by the Hollywood library. Oh, yeah, yeah, at, at uh, HK Downstairs. Or, yeah, the ca- uh, yes, that place. Still, they cast they still there. They And the, the, I know this isn't the theme of this podcast, sure. but I've been on some podcasts where a lot of comedians listen to mm-hmm. this one, and they go out for commercial auditions. And this is the 
the Buddha-like wisdom I will give you as a commercial director to the actor, comedian listening, this will keep you sane. Mm-hmm. If, assuming you don't suck. If you don't get the part, it really had nothing to do with you. Because, mm. you know, someone didn't like, my ex-husband had that color hair, yeah, or yeah. could you believe the way he said toast? I hate it. <laughs> it really, it has nothing to do with you personally. Now, now just to take away hope for everybody, because that's what you've given everybody hope, they, they can go, oh, it's just what I bet me. If you don't get a part for like five years, it really is you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At some exactly. point, at some point, you said toast every way you yeah, can. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But, you know, on the, the, it's only good for like one time, and then you got to come back. The, well, the flip side is, if you do get the part, it has everything to do with you. And once you walk out of the room, f- fuck everybody that comes after you because we've made up our mind. Yeah. Like, that's the guy. Yeah. We got all, oh, you hear the way he said toast? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, everyone wants you to do well. Like everybody thinks the casting director wants you to suck mm-hmm. and people are mean. No, we've just been there all fucking day. And so you don't have to come in and really be funny like, hey, oh, turn this way. Oh, turn this way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, you just do it straight and do the material and be funny yeah. and you'll get the job. And um, this is the big one. You don't have to wear the same shirt to the callback that you wore to, to the audition. Yeah. It's bullshit. We all make class. fun of it. Look, she's wearing the, she's wearing the purple really? dress. Really? Yeah, she's wearing so the purple funny. dress. That's she wore like, that on the that tape. Class. Yeah. That's and, and classic for a, 101 commercial. And you know what? If it's for a chef... Don't wear the fucking chef hat. Oh, really? We got a lady who's going to rent a better chef hat. You don't have to, like, sure, wear the football jersey for the fan. But, you know, for the beer commercial, yeah, you yeah, need you to. Don't, if it's a Lincoln President's Day special, don't wear the Lincoln hat. We got a Lincoln hat and a beard. That's awesome. So those are some truisms. Inside, you know. Inside, oh, the that's commercial. great because I do. I, uh, uh, along with regular listeners, I have a lot of young comedians from the Midwest and stuff who are eventually going to come out here. So, there you go, that's we'll awesome. Leave their Lincoln hats at home, leave your save them some prop money, <laughs> and work on the way you say toast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really practice. Saved a bunch of money for Craig Colvin's class or whatever. All right, this is awesome. Can yes, I give Kristen, one more shout out please. before I leave? It's just a little plug. Um, follow aliciawood.com uh, and, and follow her on Twitter. I feel like she would kick me in the ass if I didn't say something positive about her. Oh, what is right. it? At Alicia Wood? It's at Alicia, Alicia Wood. Wood. She's yes. great. She's been on the show. Yes. She's an old friend. Yeah. At we're, Alicia we're like Wood. Sisters. Oh, you are? Oh, yes. great. Oh, because so. she suggested me, you yes. to me. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So before we leave, just All so right. I don't get in trouble. All right. At Alicia Wood. At Alicia Wood. She'll be featured in I Am Road yes. comic. Okay. Will she? Do you know her? She will now. She should. She travels a lot. Oh, man. Yeah, she is on the road. She's got some stories. fun to watch. Yeah. she is batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. In a good way. I love her. I tell her. I gotta leave. Now you, gotta, now you gotta go. Now you gotta go again. And really, really listen to Alicia Wood. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick. Um, That's why he edits. <laughs> Don't worry. Real quick, uh, LA Podcast Festival uh, is coming up the week of October. Go to lapodcast.com. He made that up. No, it's that that's happening. Cheese International, because yeah. I went to that last year. And it was well, delicious. I'd actually. Rather go to that. <laughs> grilled Cheese International? Yeah, people make all kinds of grilled cheese sandwiches, oh, like in a million different ways. You buy one ticket, you get in, you get some beers, you get like 18 different grilled cheeses. Oh, that sounds awesome. You leave it's happy and constipated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't shit for a week. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the LA Podcast Fest is taking place in Santa Monica. You can still get tickets. You can uh, get, uh, uh, I think there's still discount tickets for the hotel if you want to spend the night at the Delfina. It's a very nice hotel. I will not be doing road stories due to uh, some uh, scheduling problems, but I will be co-hosting the Door Court Forest with Jackie Cation. So that's going to be a lot of fun. 
And then uh, September 27th at the Improv, uh, I will be there. Marie Valeriano and friends. Uh, and some of my friends, comedians, will be there. And we will talk to you guys later. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. This is such a great show. Definitely worth the wait. I hope you guys had a good time. Thank you, dude. Thank you. All, right, for having us. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. Marie.